Hey, hey, welcome to the DCT Drunken Science for Dalek Master Plan. Yes. So in this episode, story, story, yes. we're doing it again. again. In, these yeah. story, in, this, in this story, or these yeah. episodes, delete as indeed applicable, we mm. were talking about stuff. And in one of the mm. stuff we were talking about was yes. teleportation. Teleportation yes. was within these walls of the 12 episodes. Yes, uh, it was in the first part of the six. <laughs> they, <laughs> yes, they indeed used teleportation. So I, I said to Gav, maybe you should talk about teleportation for this drunken science yes. bit. And Gav said, no, I hate science. <laughs> but, you know, I managed to convince him. He's, he's a good yes. person like that. Alright. Uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to delve into the realm of quantum mechanics, so... But it's okay. We'll, we'll try to keep this as simple as we can. I am standing here with, oh, well, I'm sitting here with my, <laughs> with my sign that says simple on it, and I'm going to show it to Gav every time things aren't simple enough. Let's see how well we do. I can't get any simpler than that. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Teleportation. So what are we talking about? Like, like, uh, transporter beams, things like that? Mm. Star Trek. Well, we had the Doctor. Well, the yes. Doctor Who one. Did we? T- well, we talked about the, we talked about the transporter thing in the first six episodes, didn't we? Yes. With the, the bouncing up and down yeah. crap. And okay. bouncing up and down crap. Yeah, that's how mm. they did it. Mm. Well, they did the I effect d- anyway. Yes. <laughs> well, whoever did the reconstruction did that effect. <laughs> no, no, that was one of the episodes that actually existed. Did it exist? Yes. Are you sh- would it really? Yes. There were two episodes. Wow. There were three episodes of Dark Master Plan that existed. Yes. This, well, is, anyway, the, this yes. is the guy that's going to talk to you about science. <laughs> and he can't yes. remember what he saw last week. <laughs> Effectively, the what the Star Trek interpretation of teleportation, which so, uh, is the one everybody's familiar with. Yes. Are you talking about that and quantum teleportation? Or are you talking about... I will talk about quantum teleportation a little bit later, yes. Okay, so you're going to talk about the classic teleportation first. Well, yeah, we're going to describe what teleportation is. Okay, so if you think about if you think know. about Star Trek teleportation or just normal science fiction teleportation, this is what Gav's going to talk about now. Which is, as far as I understand it, anyway, uh, they stand in the teleporter, they get scanned, every sort of atom and molecule of their body is sort of like scanned, it's destroyed and then recreated on the planet or wherever they're teleported to. Well, as far as I understand, that's that's how it's currently conceived in science fiction. Okay. Is it not? Yes, I believe it is. Yes, we watched the program earlier today, but I'm sure we'll rant about that in a bit. And uh, so far, there's in the science world. Back in 2004, they uh, did experiments where they appeared to have actually teleported an atom. But and, did, they? Uh, did they? Well, it, well, you're it, tell me that. it depends on your definition of teleportation. Because okay, it's not in, uh, it's not actually moving one atom to another place. It it sort of is like if you take it in the Star Trek sense, you destroy the original and recreate it somewhere else. But was it was it is this quantum teleportation? If that's what they're doing, Star Trek. I don't know what they're doing, Star Trek. What they do in Star Trek is. They go, right, we can't they afford go, to do shuttles, yes. <laughs> so what we'll do is we'll have people beam down to the planet, mm. and we'll just have them go, and mm. bing, they're on the planet. 
This is what they do on Star Trek. All right, what they actually did in uh, this experiment. Which is kind of what they do in Doctor Who, to be fair. We can't no. afford to have the Doctor travel by rocket to everywhere, so we just have him be in a, be in a police box and go bing, and then he's there. <laughs> he travels, well, in the space box, he travels through the time vortex, though. He does. But that really wasn't, they didn't really do the time vortex thing until later. But anyway, science. Science! But within the experiment, they used uh, what is called quantum entanglement. Right. What is quantum entanglement? Uh, I'm ready here with my simple science. This is going to be tricky. (laughs) Be simple. Metaphors, Gav. But this is where... A balloon when something bad happens. I will will, uh, take this with uh, photons, which is basically a particle of light. Particle of light, yeah. Everyone's got that. Yes, I'm I.O., by the way. And they, when they entangle... A bit of light. Yes, a bit of light, particle of light. When they entangle them, both the entangled particles exist in the exact same state. Right, so you get you get two bits of light, mm. you put them together... Yes. ...quote-unquote entangle them... Yeah. ...and they exist in the same state. Yeah. And then you take them away and they're both in exactly the same state. Yeah. And you can send one to the other side of the universe. And the theory is, if you change the state of one of them, the other one will change to reflect it. Right, okay. Instantly. Regard- so when you, when you change regarding the state, you're, the talking distance. About, you're talking about whatever. You ch- you're changing one of them, it changes mm. the okay. Whether it's energy state, it's spin, it's... Well, whatever, and... The state it went, it will instantly reflect it in the other particle wherever it is in the universe. Okay, we've got that. So what they do is they they create an entangled pair like this, and they've got one, they keep hold of it, and they send another one, so they're a few metres away. And then what they did is they entangled the first one that they're keeping hold of with another one. So they've essentially got a, a link in two pairs of entangled atoms, or particles, whatever. We're talking about photons, so it's particles. So, yeah, they've essentially linked three particles together. They entangled three particles. Yeah. So, essentially, three particles exist in the same state. And then they measure the two that they've got hold of using the measurements, the the state of the particles that they measure with the two that they've got hold of. They can determine what the third particle is that they've sent away. Because they're all entangled. If you measure the state of one, you can determine the state of the other because they all exist in the same state. Okay, yes. Which is essentially what you do. And then, because you've measured the first two, you've actually... Right, you've stopped them being entangled because you've measured them. Which is how quantum entanglement works. Once you measure it, you stop it being entangled. Yes. But the measurements you've taken from the first two... You can use to determine the third one because the third one is still entangled with the second one because you haven't interfered with that one yet. Interfered? By measuring it. So as long as you don't interfere with things by measuring things, you're fine? Yes. Is this where Michael Jackson went wrong? I'm not sure. But that's possible. (laughs) Yes, there was no cameras. (laughs) So then using the information they got from the first two, they used a laser beam to alter the state of the third one to equal what the first one was. Okay. So essentially now the 
the last particle then is in exactly the same state as the first one that you ended up with. And the first one you when you started with doesn't exist anymore, so it's effectively teleported from there to there. So so this is a it's way a of not actually teleporting matter but mm. but data. Yeah, es- essentially, yeah. So, so what are the chances? Well, 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 they're basically doing that in Star Trek, don't they? They, uh, they, they, they don't transmit matter somewhere. They, they transmit data. I don't know. I've never actually heard explanations for the. Uh, well, I assume that's what they for do for the classical. And then they, 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 they materialize it on the planet. They measure the, uh, the what, what what data is it inside people? You know where where atoms yeah. are using the Heisenberg uh, compensator. <laughs> yes. Which is created specifically for that. And uh, then it's dematerialized on the planet. Why are we talking about Star Trek? This is Doctor Who. Because there's never any teleportation in Doctor Who, apart from when there's a psychedelic 60s thing. I think uh, bringing in the Heisenberg equation, though, which essentially is that you cannot measure both the energy and momentum of a particle at the same time. You, you can't measure two distinct measurements of a particle at the same time. No, you can measure one, but you can't it'll, change, measure, it'll probably yeah. change the other. Yeah, the most famous one, you can't measure both its position or its velocity. It's what, sorry? Velocity. Velocity, yes. You can only measure one of them accurately. So the, as far as I know, the Heisenberg compensator sort of compensates for that and it actually allows you to measure both so they can actually recreate it yeah. on the ground. We don't know how it works, but they only made it to, to shut up yeah. people who were talking about Heisenberg's uncertainty mm. principle. Which, which suggests they sort of destroy the original and recreate it on the ground, which which suggests transferring data. Yes. So in a sense, they did that, but they can only do all that with atoms at the minute. I mean, to, uh, to bring it large scale, you'd have to... Well, so that the the amount there, there there are ten to the power twenty nine uh, matter particles in in a person. Yes, which would apparently. Uh, and at the moment, we have managed to quantum teleport one particle. Yes, yes, but the the amount of data in a and, person. And they consider that they can do three, like a few thousand. Do they? They do. Mm, I've, Perhaps. I've never but uh, but no more than that, and but, that's that's just mm. the spin, which is just one of the measurements so of a particle. States of a particle, yeah. yeah. It's not everything. Yeah, uh, but they reckon the sort of the amount of data that you'd need to capture a human being, sort of to teleport it somewhere, would be like thirty-five thousand billion gigabytes. But when you consider the amount of gigabytes we have on a phone these days. Mm. Let's say my phone has like 32 gigabytes. And if you go back 30 years, yeah. a huge supercomputer would ha- wouldn't would even have one gigabyte. Mm-hmm. It, would have, it would have like kilobytes at the most. I mean, all you have to do is wait 100, 200 years and there'll be, there'll, there'll be even more memory. So memory isn't a huge problem within the yes. general scheme of humanity. All right, considering we can I mean, if you store, look, at, look at the static yeah. spectrum, 28K, mm. obviously it's not going to be able to store the, the matter of a mm. human person. All right, considering we do have the capacity to store that amount of data, the problem is the speed at which we can transmit that amount of data. 
Because well, there's another problem as well. Yeah. If you use light waves to transmit the amount of data uh, using the peaks and troughs of the wave, apparently to transmit that amount of data using the speed that light travels that would take a year, which is why uh, somebody proposed using X-rays, which have a far shorter uh, sort of peaks and troughs, and it's light waves so it can transmit information a lot faster which you would have to beam up to a satellite and then back down to your target. Why? Because the the power that the X-rays give off would destroy sort of any sort of tube or connection stream that you use ground-based. Okay. You wouldn't be able to contain it. You'd have to direct it to a satellite and back down because of the sheer power of the X-ray. Well, apart from that, uh, because that experiment, it only managed to sort of teleport that particle, if you like, a couple of metres or something like that. Other than that, and recently in the last couple of... Uh, a European team have just beaten the Chinese in teleporting what they call qubits, which is... What are qubits? It's basically quantum information. Instead of like, sort of like computer information, which is just one bit. Oh, right. Quantum, no, quantum, quantum information is like the state of like spin or something like that you talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is just basically, mm. basically how a particle spins, yeah, vertical, yes. vertical, horizontal. Yes, Th- there's more to it than that, but we'll leave it as simple as that. But yes, it's, it's just information about its state, and they uh, apparently have teleported it approximately 150 kilometers. This quantum information. Yes, but again, we haven't actually teleported an atom. No. Or, or whatever, it's information. This teleportation yeah. we're talking about is just information. Yeah, it's, it's like say, using a fax machine. You, you like scan the original and then you create a copy somewhere else. Yes, but within quantum world, the original is destroyed. Yes. You don't have, you don't, you can't, you have no mm. option, but it is destroyed. Yes, but the, the second copy essentially is the exact same as the first one. Yes. It's it's the same in every respect. The same quantum state and everything. So y- you can say it's teleported. I can. Yeah. Yeah. So what they do with, uh, with this is, again, they entangle a couple of protons. Okay, or, which is just... Yeah, well, getting protons together, entangling them, we're not actually sure how that happens, but they exist yeah. in the same state. Yeah. And then you send one to somewhere else. Okay. And then when... Uh, apparently, it's difficult to try and achieve this over distance. That but you can't... and You can't... You can only... With entanglement, you can only transmit data to another entangled particle. Yeah. However, if... The other particle was entangled with another one. Could you then transmit to to one? Right. If if A and B were entangled, yeah, you could transmit from A to B. Yeah. But if B and C were entangled, could you then transmit from A to B to C? E, yeah, essentially, which is what the experiment in two thousand and four I was talking about earlier did. Yeah, but you couldn't. But you can't transmit information to another planet entirely, which we've never been to. You could if you send the second particle to the other planet. Yeah, but yeah. then we would have been to it. Well, yes. Yes. Well, you could fire it at the planet. 
And then what when it, it got there... Well, it would crash into the service. Are we Russians <laughs> yes. now, We are Russian quantum scientists. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially what they did, they, they entangle sort of the two protons and uh, then send the second one 150 kilometres away, which is what, and then so that you can read the state of the first one and you instantly know what the state of the second one is. Hmm. And the theory is, if you change the state of the first one, the state of the second one will instantly change as well. So the, the plan on using this as a form of instant communication. But, Gav... Yes. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, yeah. But, Gav... Yeah. Can you teleport an actual person? Will we be able to transport mm-hmm. an actual person at any point? Well, considering that we could possibly scan an entire person's atoms and particles, you'd really need the equivalent amount of atoms and particles at the receiving end. Right, you with would need which the exact, right, right, say that's that made up of 30 million hydrogen atoms and 20 million oxygen atoms and whatever. Would I need exactly the um, same amount of hydrogen, oxygen, carbon, whatever? Uh, well, no. You just need the exact amount of particles that you can arrange so to you can form turn, the atoms. So you can turn atoms, you can change things into other atoms. Yeah, if if you arrange the fundamental so is this particles, now? if you if you arrange the fundamental particles in the correct order, they will form the atoms. So is this alchemy? If you like, yeah. Interesting. But can we? So can we? Uh, will we ever be able to do away with Not airplane travel? Not a chance. Not a chance in hell. Well, that's being bored. Because as uh, this really only affects sort of quantum particles and. Because of the Heisenberg principle, you cannot fully measure the state of one particle. You can only either measure the velocity or the position. There's no way you would be able to accurately recreate that amount in another place. You would have to quantum entangle every single particle in your body to something else. And the amount of energy that that would take would not be feasible. And then having a collection in the receiving area to reform you. And just one more final thing before we leave, because they use tractor beams as well, or the Daleks, they use the magnetic beam. But uh, A-Star Data Storage Institute have uh, sort, of, sort of theoretically determined that if you shoot light at something for a tractor beam, generally it would push objects, but using something that they call a Bessel beam, that the light particles, the, the photons, would actually scatter off particles forward rather than reflecting backwards. And the reflecting forward of them would theoretically push the receiving object back, which would then act like a tractor beam. But obviously this only works for uh, subatomic particles. We've got a question for drunken science. Yes, our first drunken science question. It says, Gentlemen, I have been quite enjoying the drunken science supplemental episodes, but I'm curious. English Gav. Yes. Do you know science beyond physics? I say this as a person who understands almost nothing of physics, so this is definitely not intended as a criticism. I'm just curious if we hear a future science episode addressing, say, genetics or astrology. Yours in podcastery, Al, from Sarcastic Gorge Podcast. Well, I think ultimately my interest does come from 
a physics standpoint. Trying to understand how things work and at the basic point of science, it all goes down to physics. But I am... Well, unless it's like cars. That's more uh, engineering. Well, I suppose, but then down at the basic level, you can always go down to physics, how... Well, the engines are combustion, and well, that's chemistry, isn't it? Yes, but you can also delve chemistry down into the physics. How the the atoms react. Quantum level in this physics. Yes, this is what I'm saying. (laughs) Down to how I I like to know how things work, and down to the very basic level, as far down as you can go, it goes down to the quantum level in physics. Well, surely you can go down down to chaos magic. Chaos magic. Yes. Do you not do you not uh, follow chaos magic? We no. no. But yes, I do have a particular interest in physics because of that. Uh, but I am also interested in biology, evolution, and things like that. I have a strong interest in that. So I can't see any reason why I would not cover it if I can find sort of a link within the episode to go that way. What about astrology? Astrology is not science. That would be the shortest drunken science episode ever. Maybe that's why I want you to do that. I mean, uh, there's also like quantum biology. That's uh, particularly interesting because that's a crossover between biology and uh, quantum physics. Uh, the One of the previous episodes, I covered uh, aero, aerodynamics. I'm not it just av- really depends on what yeah. Doctor Who does. Yeah, I'm, I'm not averse to delving into... Other sort of aspects of science. I think you should. I think you should delve into ones that you don't know. It's just whether I can, uh, I can pick up on it and uh, well help relate it. If there's a Doctor Who episode about astrology. We'll, we'll find out together. Well, I, I do. Fi- I also do find physics one of the uh, easier sciences to grasp. Biology and chemistry, I do find a lot harder. Do you? Yeah. Christ. I a lot better at chemistry when I was at school. Yeah. I, I, of the three sciences, I did better at biology than I did the other two. But from uh, my uh, extracurricular learning of science, uh, the uh, more advanced biology and chemistry is just like, whoa, I don't know what's happening. Genetics. I'm, I'm really interested in gen- genetics, but Jesus Christ, it's a complicated subject. It's not as hard as quantum physics, if you ask me. No, I had to try and learn that and then give me a headache. What, quantum physics? Well, not all of it, but just part of it. Well, yeah. Obviously, I don't understand all of quantum physics. but Well, you know what Wikipedia, if you you look up something and you can click on something else and click on something else and Mm -hmm. click on something else and you end up Hitler or whatever. Uh, uh, If you're you're doing quantum physics, you you sort of have to do that for every third Mm -hmm. word. You should have, right, what does this mean? I have to click and find out what this means. It, anyway. it is a tricky subject to get your head around, I do admit it, because it's not relevant to your macroscopic world that you live in. But biology, uh, with specific reference to genetics, is it just gets really complicated. And the specific chemical reactions, they do get complicated, but when you break the complex equations down into the subatomic world, it gets a bit simpler, if you ask me. So, yeah, I'm not afraid to uh, cover them. I am interested in them, but I do have more of an interest in physics, I do agree. Super twist! Super twist.